Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hi and welcome to the podcast everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining me. And I have a special guest today with me from all the way from Miami, Florida. I have with us Dr. Reggie Padin. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's great to have you here, uh, Reggie, on our show today. And, and let me give you a bit of an introduction about Dr. Reggie Padin. His, his mission is all about helping people overcome their dumpster moments and go beyond their limitations. He's an award-winning speaker, and his story has inspired many to believe in themselves and recognize their God-given potential. Previously an ordained minister in 2007, Dr. Padin made a career change into the training and development industry and has served as dean of the corporate university at two different multi-billion dollar companies. His academic credentials include a Master of Divinity, an MBA in Organizational Management, and a Doctorate in Education. In his new book, Get Out of the Dumpster, a true story on overcoming limitation, he narrates the story of how he went from being a high school dropout, working for pennies hauling garbage by hand out of a dumpster, to becoming a successful educator, author, entrepreneur, executive coach, and spiritual leader. Now, Dr. Padin, before we, we talk about your book and the, the messages that you have in there, the important messages, tell us a, a little bit about you, yourself. This obviously is very important because the book is your, your story anyway. So yeah, tell us a bit about your growing up, your background, where you're from. You know, I, I was born in, in the island of Puerto Rico in the Caribbean, pretty modest family, and my father decided to move uh, for a better opportunity, decided to move us to the United States, uh, to Western New York. Well, at the age of ten, you know, we we made that huge transition, and if it affected it affected me in a, in a great way because I didn't I didn't speak the language, I didn't know the the system, uh, the educational system here. And although I, I was a pretty good student in in Puerto Rico, when I came to the United States because of the language barrier, it definitely affected me, and and it was a a domino, a domino effect that compounded itself over the next few years, and it ended. It ended up um, affecting me so much that I dropped out of high school, mm -hmm. uh, and so that became a, a huge obstacle for me. Because, as you can imagine, at least here in the United States, if you don't have at least at least a high school diploma, it's very difficult to to find employment. Yes. Um, now to to top that off, um, I had moved to to Canada, so I was an, an illegal immigrant in, in in Canada with no with no education, um, and married you know married a, a young girl there in Canada who who was a Canadian citizen, and she started sponsoring me, um, but that took took a, a very long time, and so in the meantime, I had to you know work as a janitor here and there and, and do odd jobs in order to now support my my wife and you know we started having kids right away and you know supporting my, my children 
And, um, and so, it, as you can imagine, it was a very, very difficult uh, situation for, for us. And so I, you know, I finally was able to get a work permit to, to work in Canada. And the only good job that I could find was as a janitor. Uh, again, without an education, it was, it was very difficult to find a, a employment. And yeah. so I, um, I worked as a janitor at a company, um, which I didn't know was um, actually going out of business. And one of the things they ended up doing because they were going out of business is they stopped paying their bills. And one of the bills they stopped paying was the waste management company. And so my, I, got a, I got a call one day and my boss asked me to take a company truck and back it up to every single dumpster around the company, get inside those dumpsters and haul the garbage by hand, right. uh, drive, it, drive, it, drive it to the landfill and and you know dump it there and so that was my job i would be i became the waste management company for for the corporation <laughs> i was working i was working for now yeah. you know if you can imagine walking by a a dumpster in the middle of the summer it's not a very pleasant thing it's, it's very foul yeah um now imagine being inside a dumpster uh hauling garbage in the middle of the summer it's um it's it's quite um it's quite an interesting experience yeah, that was a wake up call for me. You know, that for me became a, uh, a a moment, an aha moment. I need to get out of this dumpster. How am I going to do that? And so basically my, the, the story that I write in the book is how I was able to overcome that initial dumpster. I subsequently went and, and got a, a here in the United States, we call it a GED, which is a, a high school diploma. And then was be, I became the first person in my family to graduate from college subsequently got two master's degree and, and eventually a doctorate and in the book i write how people can overcome those dumpster moments because i figured out that the the initial dumpster was one thing but the dumpsters that i had to face along the way in order to get to where i am today uh, were also very real and were also ones that i needed to overcome so basically in a nutshell that's my story yeah and i i can imagine when you have that dumpster moment if you think about what was going through your mind back then as you're standing there in the dumpster having that moment to where you are today, of course you realize you needed to do something different. Yes. And, and that was and you took the path of education. But absolutely. did you did you realize back then did you have a vision of where you are today or was it just something well, that gradually developed? It's very it's very interesting that you ask that question because I tell people what brings people, what takes people and puts them inside a dumpster is a lack of purpose. Mm. When you don't have a defined purpose in your life and you're, and you're, you know, you're just, you're just, you know, going here and there and trying, trying to figure things out, you lose focus. I realized in one of my trips from the landfill back to the company as I'm, as I'm feeling miserable, right? I'm feeling terrible about myself, no self-esteem. I had to decide right there and then, okay, you know, I got to do something with my life, but what is it? Yes. And so right there, right there, I, I said, I'm going to use this story and my experiences to help other people overcome limitations. And so I thought, you know, I, I, I always had the, uh, an affinity to, to public speaking and to talking to people. And so I decided that I was going to become an educator. And for me, for me, it meant that I was going to become a, a, an educator at the highest level, whatever that Whatever that level was, it was uh, I was going to become. Of course, you know, over over this, you know, making it sound like it happened overnight, but over or the next 
weeks, months, and a couple of years, I was able to figure out, okay, what this is, what this is going to mean for my life is higher education. I have to go back and, and finish up my high school diploma, and I have to you know, go to college, and, and I want to become a professor. I want to teach at the highest level, and, and for that, I need to become a doctor. And, and so that was the journey, you know, it took a, it took a few months, maybe, maybe a year or so to, to, to unfold what that mm. vision, what you mentioned, what that vision would look like. Um, of course, the, the implementation of that plan and that vision took me considerably longer, yeah. but what happened, but what happened was it kept me focused. And so during those moments that, you know, that it, you know they were tough and, and I felt like I couldn't do it, or I felt like giving up the the vision of what i wanted to do and in order to fulfill my purpose kept me going yeah that's excellent so you mentioned you you wanted to help other people you wanted to be a professor educating at the highest level did you yes. know which field of study you wanted to go into you know um no and and that's a that it's a it's a very good question you ask cuz I, I i experimented I, you know as i like to call it with two different um, uh, two different disciplines, and so I felt, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, and um, and so I felt that in order for me to be able to help people, I needed to do that within within the confines of a church, and so my first career was as a minister, and so that meant that when I finally got my high school diploma and I went to college, I majored in religion mm -hmm. and theology. And that, after finishing, after finishing my, my undergraduate degree, my first master's degree was in, div in divinity and theology because I felt that that was what I wanted to do in order to help people. After a few years of, of very successful ministry, I, I, felt, if, I felt that it, was, it wasn't everything I wanted or mm -hmm. everything that I wanted to, to how, how I wanted to express my, my gifts and so it was then that I considered the, the whole area of training and development in the, corporate, in the corporate world. But what that meant for me was I had to go back to school. And so I ended up going back to school and, and finishing a, a master's in business administration in order to have the credentials to teach and to develop my career in the, in the corporate arena. And so, no, I mean, I knew, but, but, you know, and, and subsequently, you know, now I have a, 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 a doctorate in education focusing on adult education and, and distance education. So I have three different disciplines, but what they all have in common is that they are all about teaching and helping and coaching people, all of them, whether it's theology, whether it's in the business world, or whether it's in, in academia, all three of those fields are about helping people and, and teaching people and coaching people and so there is no disconnect whatsoever i could i could leave one right now and pick up the other one without without any hesitation because it, in all three i'm i'm able to use my my gifts and express myself in the best possible way yeah excellent one of the things that i find uh, reggie is that when i see people in dumpster moments yeah. i <laughs> i'm 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 not I don't think I'm anywhere as generous as you are. I mean, I'm a nice, don't get me wrong, I'm a nice person. I like to help people, but I, yeah. I tend to steer away from people in dumpster moments because negative sure. breeds itself. But I, I do like, I do try and want to help people that are in their dumpster moments, but I think it's hard yeah. because it's hard to get people out of that mindset sometimes. I mean, you were able to do that. You were able to 
think, hey, I don't want to be here and I'm going to make a change. And, and you did make that change. But for many people, it's not easy to do that, especially, no. when, especially when they're in that rut. So yeah, what, what have you found that helps people? And what have you been able to do to help people? You know, and it wasn't easy for me at the beginning. You know, this, this took a lot of trial and error. I had to, you know, the the whole the evolving my mindset. Um, and I write a chapter on that. The, the, what it takes to to really um, shift your mindset took took some time because you always tend to revert back to who you are and what you and you know what you've been all about. And and so if you're a person that you know, you, you felt sorry for yourself or you had a victim mentality or you blamed others or you blamed your situation and, and, and you, you took pity. And, and you know, the, 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 the things that really keep people down, it takes a while to overcome those things. And, and, and for me, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I had to do a lot of, you know, digging deep inside my soul and, and really, and really um, explore new, new ways of, of, of thinking. I tell people, look, when you are pulling, when you're coming out of the dumpster, sometimes it's a very lonely and it's a solo job. I mean, you have to do it yourself first. It's like when you, when you get on a plane and they, they give you the instructions in the beginning prior to taking off, they say, you know, in case of an emergency or loss of uh, pressure, you know, the mask will come down and, and you need to put yours on first. Make sure it's tightly secure around your face yeah. before you, before you help others. And, and I take the same approach. I mean, I, I'm able to do things now and help people now I, that I couldn't do before because I would have suffocated too. And sometimes, you know, you have to leave relationships behind. You have to leave people behind. Sometimes you, you have to walk away from the people that you're trying to help and they don't want to. They don't want to be helped. I think as long as you are focused and secure with your own mask on first, then it becomes easier for you to help others. Before, not before and so and so make sure you that you're secure in, in your in your purpose first before you try to you know help others because other people will will bring you down you know they, they will try to crush your your dreams and and, and and your and your vision I mean if you're not care, careful you know you'll end up back in the dumpster yeah and in your book I know dr. Padin you you give specific steps that people can take to reprogram themselves reprogram their mind. Yeah. You, can you take a few moments just to tell us uh, what some of those steps are? Yeah, you know, the, 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 first, the first thing I, I tell people is, you know, to change your mindset is, is to take full responsibility for your life. Uh, again, I'm a very spiritual person. I believe in, in, a, in, in, in a divine presence. I believe that, you know, that, that there's, there's some influences there, but I, I am responsible for my own life. Until we accept that response, I mean, for the good, the bad, and the ugly of what's happening in our lives, we're not going to be able to change our mindset. And so I tell people that's the first thing you need to recognize is that you are responsible. You're the captain of your own ship. And so you're going to be, you're going to be responsible for that. You know, I tell people that you have to, um, you know, look, look towards the future with, 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 with like a new set of eyes. And that is, you know, vision and in, in, in changing your mindset, it takes almost a, a, a prolonged, sustained, focused vision as to not, not where you are right now, but where you want to be. And you know that you're moving in the right direction vision-wise when internally you start feeling like you are living that life already. 
And so how do you know that you, your, mindset, your mindset has shifted? Your feelings. Your feelings will let you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm already moving in that direction. I almost feel like I'm there. So, I, you know, I remember when I, when I started my journey, I had, a, I had a crappy car, a very crappy car, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so I, I had a vision that I was going to have the car of, you know, my childhood dreams, which, you know, in my case, it was a, a Porsche. And I remember driving my, my crappy car. But thinking inside my head, look, I'm doing, I'm going to do everything within my power, everything possible until, until I drive, until I drive the car of my dreams. And I, I kid you not, you may call me crazy. You may, you know, you can call me delusional, but I remember driving my crappy car and I felt as though I was already driving, driving my Porsche. <laughs> nice. You know, and so, and so those are exercises that people can do the whole visualization. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big believer in that. The whole area of you know positive reinforcement. So the things that you consume must be things that are going to help you move you in that direction. And if there's something that you're reading, that you're listening to, that you're the conversations that you're having are not pushing you in that direction, then you you need to seize those and and and, and really replace them. Oh my gosh, let me see what else. Um, and while, and while you're thinking about that, I, yeah. I don't think you're delusional because I, I've definitely found that to be true in my life as well. You know, you, you know I, I, I can't explain it. You know, all, all, all I can say is that eventually, you know, those things are going are gonna to gravitate towards you. Now, I don't let, let me let me tell you this. I mean, it's going to take freaking hard work. All right. Yeah. You're going to have to work yeah. extremely hard. I mean, I am a big, I'm a huge proponent of everything that I want to accomplish. I have to work extremely hard at it. The, you know, the success that I've, that I've achieved up to this point has been decades in the making. There was a time when I was, I was grossly overweight. I, I, I try like other people, you know, the miracle pills and the, and the, the, the shakes and, and all of that. But I, I, I figured out that the only way to really lose that weight was to eat a little less and exercise a heck of a lot more. And then you have to sweat, you have to work. There's, there's no substitution for hard work. And, and, and that, and that's a mindset. You see that, that's a, that's a, that's a mindset that you have to, that you have to develop. So, you know, I, I talk about other things there that, 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 you know, I think can help people shift their mindset, but those are probably the a good starting points. And, and to tell you the truth, they're, they're probably the most difficult. And your story is very inspiring. Dr. Padin, do you have, do you have any other stories? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I might be putting you on the spot here. Is there <laughs> any other stories of people that you know that maybe read your book or people you've worked with over the years that, can you share some stories of other people that have been able to get out of there? Sure. I mean, you know, I, I'm a, as, a, as, a, as a college, I'm also a college professor. As an, I work as an adjunct. And um, I remember when I started teaching my, my first couple of classes back in, oh my gosh, you know, 2008, 2009, so, so quite a few years ago, I was teaching uh, first-year students. And, they, and my class was, was mandatory, so it was, a, it was almost like a, a, a public speaking class that they needed to take. And so a lot of the students coming into my classroom were just there to take that class, get it out of the way because it was it was a requirement for graduation. That was it. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't want anything else. And my first my first lecture, my first day of class, I would have this, you know, this whole speech 
to, to give my students. Now, you, you got to understand that I, 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 I purposely chose to teach in institutions where the population of the, of, of the student population were, were students that were like me. You know, maybe they were the first one in their family to attend college, or maybe they came from a minority background, and so they they, they were just trying to uh, work their way out of out of their situation, out of their dumpsters. And so I would give them this whole speech right at the beginning, of my first my first class, and I would tell them, look, you're taking you may, you may be taking this class thinking that you're only here in order to complete it in order for graduation, and that's okay. But I'm here to push you to consider more. And I can tell you this, this is a few years now, that a lot of those students, I, I, I don't have the percentages, but a, a very large number of, of those students completed their, their college degree. I, I can't think of any, any, any one of those students that sat in my classroom that at least didn't complete their college degree. And I have a, a very good number of them that decided to go for an advanced degree. So they're, they're going for an MBA at places even, you know, like Columbia University in, in New York City. I mean, so so these are students that, that probably, you know, were, were trying to figure out their way. They were in a dumpster, you know, of their own. And today they're, they're very successful professionals. I have students who have started their own businesses and, and are, are, are very, very, very successful now. And maybe in a, in a more personal personal story, you know, my, my, my sister also was a high school dropout. And she just completed her high school diploma and is going to start college in the fall. And she credits my, my, you know, that I was able to inspire her to, to come out of also her dumpster. And so, and that's a very personal, a, a personal story that I've been able to, to, I mean, I, I cherish it with, with all my heart. So those are some stories that, of people that have, have been able to overcome their dumpster moments. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And again, the name of the book, and you can get this on Amazon, uh, Dr. Padin's book is Get Out of the Dumpster, A True Story on Overcoming Limitations. What's the future hold for you, Dr. Padin? You know, I, um, I will continue to, to do what I'm doing right now. I, I, am, I am sharing the, this book with as many people as, as I possibly can. It's um, actually being, the book is being translated into Spanish now which will, I think it's going to be a, a great success also in, in, in Spanish. Eventually, I would love to, I would love to, you know, just cross, crisscross the, the country and in, in, in the world um, sharing, sharing this message. Uh, I will continue, continue to write. I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, two other projects right now that um, one should be coming out in, in February, the other one in the middle part of, of next year. Uh, and so, and so, I will continue to to do what I do, teaching, you know, and hope, hopefully inspiring one or two people. You know, when I when I first wrote the book, I just wanted to inspire one person. And so far, you know, I've I've heard from more than one person that that the book has been has been a true inspiration for them. And 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 so, uh, my my you know my uh, goal accomplished, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so and so, I'm I'm really really happy. And 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 you know, who knows, right? Who knows where where this journey will, will take me. But the one thing I know is, is as long as I'm doing, you know, what I, what my purpose is, it doesn't matter whether, whether it's here in, in, in Miami or whether it's somewhere else, I'm going to be, I'm going to be content and I'm going to be happy with, with, um, you know, with my job. Right. And it's been fantastic to have you spend some time with us. I really appreciate it, Dr. Padin, you spending this time and sharing 
these insights because they're so important because one of the things that the book mentions and I think is so true is that everybody has dumpster moments. Everybody. 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 So, so this message is for everyone and can help everyone. I know I've had them. I've had some really big ones. It really helps. And you know what's helped me along the way is stories like yours and books like yours because I've read quite a few of them over the years and, and I'm always drawing inspiration from it. You know, we, we, we certainly do. It definitely helps. So I wish you all the best. Dr. Thank Benin, you so much. Again, I really appreciate you being oh, with us. This was very enjoyable. Thank you for having me. For anyone that would like to learn more about Dr. Padin and what he's doing, you can also go to his website. It's reggiepadin.com. I'll spell that R-E-G-G-I-E-P-A-D-I-N.com. Again, thanks everyone for joining us on this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you. You can get immediate access to my online business coaching program for free. These step-by-step videos will show you how to set up your website, create an automated sales funnel, and also how to drive targeted traffic to your business for literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to access right now. Simply head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Ogadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.